This is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Going balls out in the lobby yard. Watching the Grumian crawl. Magi. Little kids got naked and had lots of sex. Don't even waste your time. Hello. Welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. It's good to be back. I, f- I feel like this is the start of a new season. I feel like we were gone for so long that this is like season two. It feels like and during that time, like we retooled the show with some new energy yeah. and stuff, but I don't think we did any of that. We're just, no. It's just going to be the same. Sorry, folks. It's just going to be the same, to, same like, old Ryan Watches movie. Yeah, we don't make good use of time, I don't nah, think. Nah. I think that's one of our weaknesses. Probably, yeah, I would say so. This is episode number 223. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we've got Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? I'm alright, I guess. Alright, that's good. Um, what movie did we have you watch? Uh, Showgirls. Showgirls. Pick this in honor of L coming out this week. Uh, we got, uh, this is directed by Paul Verhoeven. Stars Elizabeth Berkley. I have a synopsis here. Nomi. Her name's Nomi? Yes. Nomi, a young drifter, arrives in Las Vegas to become a dancer and soon and soon sets about clawing and pushing her way to become the top of the Vegas showgirls. All right. It's Ryan. Funny. It's funny that you said our name because one of the first lines in this is, my name is Nomi. My parents were Italian. I don't know what the fuck that means. They just they just jump straight into some backstory. When in in the first scene, she is hitchhiking to Las Vegas, and some guy picks her up, and she's telling him her backstory, and she says, "My name is Nomi," and he says, "Nomi." That's a weird name, and she goes, my parents were Italian. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) But anyway, she gets picked up by this guy who is incidentally also going to Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is 300 and some odd miles away. So they have, you know, quite a long time to talk. But she is on a guard. She has a switchblade. And she pulls out and shows him. And pretty much acts like, if you fuck me, I'm going to kill you. So they're talking about Christina's. And she's talking about how she doesn't gamble. And he says, well, the baby is starting. That's kind of the outline for the beginning of the movie. Because she's gambling, leaving everything behind. Get lost, man. And while they're like kissing now, she strikes a couple times and gets the jackpot. And then the next three scenes, or her putting money in some machine and just losing all of it. So she lives on the money that she made. 
and she goes to leave the casino, and she walked out and finds out the guy left and took her only suitcase with her only possession, and she freaks out in the parking lot, and always good to fight with a fist fight with this girl. And as they calm down, Squirrel decides to invite her to live with her until she gets on her feet. And this girl also happens to be a costume designer for one of the Vegas television shows. And Jesse Spanow, that's what I want to call her. Okay. Um... Saved by the Bell reference. She uh, becomes a stripper because now legitimate show will let her just straight dance. And she is accused a few times of being a whore and using her body to get what she wants. And oftentimes she freaks out and whoever says that and says I'm not a whore and then stops away. Uh, um, and while she's stripping, she has to meet this uh, girl that is the main attraction at one show and the, she's played by Gina Gershon and uh, this Elizabeth, or now I'm going back and forth. Elizabeth Berkeley stressed for this lady's boyfriend and uh, gives him a lap dance for $500. And what's it all done? This guy's like, you're such a bitch to Gina Gershon for, you know, enticing him, but not. I don't know how to word this. Not falling through to completion. So mm. she... <laughs> she has to... A long, long way, Jenny gets her uh, interview and audition at the show that she's in. She gets her audition. And... Eventually make it into the show, and eventually becomes Jigger uh, Sean's, what do they call them, understudy. Mm. And while they're doing a show one night, well, they do a show, and they're coming off stage, down steps, and, and she pushes Gina Sean. It makes her fall and, like, break her hip and hurt herself pretty bad. And then becomes, goes from the understudy to the main attraction. And the, uh, the main guy that she works for finds out that she lied about who she was. So they raped one of her friends. Wait, so oh, they yeah. found out she lied, so they rape one of her friends? Yes. I think we're missing something. I just have a yeah. feeling that... Something about that seems <laughs> off. Quite a... Yeah. 
there's a bridge there that Ryan's forget about. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well. But anyway, they uh, I read this girl. Elizabeth like goes and beats the shit out of one guy. A tissue there's them. And he goes back and lets the girl, the original girl, know I took care of it. Blah, 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 and I'm a good person. And after that, Jagerson quits the show. And Elizabeth Berkeley goes out to get revenge on the guy that stole her suitcase from the beginning of the movie. And but she said, she happens to get picked up by him again. And of all the cars everywhere, he happens to come along and pick her up. And she deals him, not kills him or anything, but scares him. And everyone kind of lives happily around Okay. Hmm. All right, so what did you think of Showgirls? Um, Elizabeth Berkeley is a terrible, terrible actress. Like, at the beginning, I thought she was mostly, like, she was, like, a dead fish. She had no emotion in her voice at all. It just felt like she was reading a script. But as it went on, she got a little better. But just some of her reactions, the different things, and some of the things, the lie she has, they just, they just make her look awful. Mm. She just doesn't have that range, huh? No. Her range was Jesse Spano. That's, that's, that's the only vein she can operate in for you? Yes. So, show girls. <laughs> it's going to be Jesse's fan. Become the stripper. It might have been better. Oh, God. So, this is a fairly notorious movie. This is a movie that was rated NC 17 at its release, uh, which was, I think it was probably one of the first NC 17 rated movies. I know it was one of the earlier ones, but I remember it was really notable because uh, Paul Verhoeven didn't want to, he didn't want to cut it. He didn't want to just bring it down to the R rating or anything like that. So they just, they gave him full creative control and released it as an NC-17. As a result, it did horribly. Uh, and I don't know if that was just because of the NC-17. It was probably a mix between that and the fact that everyone hated this movie when it came out. It was a complete disaster in every way. Well, like I told you before we started, on Wikipedia, the plot is now it is five paragraphs. This movie is two hours long. Normally, for like a movie, it's an hour and a half long. It's the plot outline is a bit longer. So it was like two hours of crap. I feel like they could have got their body across in like an hour. But the, yeah, it doesn't seem like that, that much really happens. Like what yeah. most of this time? It's just everything's drawn out. 
like scenes where she falls in love and scenes where she makes feel that I have nothing to do with anything in the movie. They're just in there. Hmm. It could have been a lot cut from this. Yeah, I think there are different cuts of the movie. I know the one that I mentioned, the, the TV cut, I think is different. Paul Verhoeven is credited as Jan Jansen in in the credits for this one. Jan Jansen. I'm not sure why that is. At first, I thought it was probably because he wanted to not have his name be attached to it, but I'm not I'm not so sure because from what I'm reading, it seems like he was a pretty ardent defender of the movie. So I'm not sure he exactly just, he why. He just likes the name Jan Jansen. Yeah, sometimes he just wants to make I wonder if that's jam. something that he's been using for like his entire life and then finally got a chance to like, you know, kind of like Costanza with Art yeah. Vandelay. Art, yeah, Art Vandelay. <laughs> and he's just like, I finally get to use Jan Jansen. I'm like, what do you want to put this out under? And just the light bulb goes. It's like Jan Jansen. He's an art. This, uh, this set the record for most amount of Razzies. It, it was nominated for 13 Razzies. Wow. How many and, Razzie categories are there? Uh, probably 13. <laughs> I think it was almost everything. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, it says here uh, it was one or more nominations in all 11 categories of the 1996 oh. awards. So there was 11 there was categories. More nominations in categories. Yep, yep. It, oh my it won, goodness! It won seven of them, tied with Battlefield Earth wow. as the third third most dishonored film in Razzie history. Uh, and apparently, hmm. Paul Verhoeven was there to accept the awards. I love when it, I love when it happens. Now, yeah, do you think he was there as up? Paul Verhoeven or if he was there as Jan Jansen? That's a that's a really good question. I don't know. Jansen just him with stash, maybe. That would. That'd be so funny, like the the <laughs> the, the, the joke the joke glasses with the mustache. They would you know camera would cut to him be Paul Verhoeven and then it would cut to Jan Jansen and it would just be a fake mustache. Now a lot of people complain about a lot of people complain about Elizabeth Berkeley's performance in this, and I'm wondering if she proved to be a hindrance on the film as a whole. Like I'm wondering if if someone else if someone else was in it was in her role because I read that. Jennifer Lopez auditioned, uh, and Jenny McCarthy also auditioned for the lead. So I'm wondering if one of those two ended up getting it, specifically Jennifer Lopez, if the movie would have turned out better. Because I I also, I don't remember much about the movie, but I do remember Elizabeth Berkley being horrible. Now, and and that may not be her. It might have been Paul Verhoeven directing her to act that way, you know? (laughs) That'd be funny if it was. That'd be really interesting if he, if Paul Verhoeven was like Elizabeth Berkeley. What I want you to do is to pretend that you're in a Versailles movie, and then everyone else would just be the same as if they're in a normal Verhoeven. Movie. Right. So he might have been instructing her to be kind of this emotionless husk fantastic. of a person. I don't know. I'd, I I would be interested to find out. I wanted to to watch this for this week, but I didn't. I didn't have enough time, unfortunately. Uh, so now, Ryan, are you a big fan of Elizabeth Berkley? Are you a fan of Jesse Spano? Oh, I got Jesse. That's about it. This, um, do you uh, see Jesse Spano differently now? No. Okay, that's good. You don't want that. This because I really didn't like 
in my head, it doesn't look like she has like blonde hair and like her hair's up on it. It just doesn't look like her. Mm. You know, I, I went back and rewatched just one random episode of Saved by the Bell not too long ago, just to see. Did, and you, did you end up killing yourself? Oh my god, I turned it off after about three minutes. I can't believe that I was into that show. It's just incomprehensible that I somehow found some sort of enjoyment out of that show. It's a nightmare. Simple times back then. It is a complete nightmare to watch. So this was Paul Verhoeven's lowest rated film. Uh, it got a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty pretty universally hated. What? Kevin, are you make a media? Look under the plot outline. Fourth paragraph. Can you make sense of that? You got to read the whole paragraph here? No, it's like <laughs> the first. I feel like, I feel like I'm playing Where in the World's Crumb San giving, Diego for the. Yeah, he's giving you homework now. <laughs> what what am I looking at? I'm sorry. The first. The first, like, two sentences. In the fourth paragraph, then. Explains why. They killed that girl, right that girl, but I can't really. Oh, okay. So, Nomi gets her fame and everything, but she ends up alienating one of her friends, Molly, who witnessed. Yeah, yeah, down the stairs. So, Molly goes to the opening night, and she meets her idol, some musician, and that musician ends up helping, well, he apparently ends up beating the shit out of her and then helping one of his bodyguards rape her. And then Nomi wants to prosecute this guy, but they're like, nah, we're not going to do that because he's famous. And then I guess they find out about her sword pass and blackmail her, I guess. I don't know. Blackmail who? Nomi? I guess. Blackmail, or no, they blackmail Molly? Oh, Molly. Were they both of them? Blackmailing both of them, kind of? So many mysteries. But it in the world of showgirls. Why she was raped? Well, it sounds like the bodyguard was just being a great a rapist. He was just being a creep. But there are three of them. They're right there. Well, one dude telling out two other dudes right there. That's just that classic Verhoeven satire. <laughs> that, but like when I when I hear showgirls, that's what I think because this kind of like flipped. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. forgot about the initial, like, oh, this movie's so terrible. Now it's become this, like, beacon, this, like, uh, the best movies ever. Like, that's what I usually hear. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely something to mention. A lot of, I mean, a lot of directors are even saying that, that it's an amazing film. So it's it's definitely one of those things that has aged well, I guess, in a way. I mean, it's there's certainly some revisionist history happening here with Showgirls. A lot of people are, are really loving this movie now. Maybe it's just ahead of its time, or maybe it's more relevant now. Or maybe it's just that people... I mean, p- people may be analyzing it more than they did back then. It could be. Because there's, there's always be. something going on. There's always something going on in Verhoeven's films underneath the surface. You can never, you can never really take his movies at, at face value. Or you yeah. can, but you get you get more out of it if you peel away the layers. I guess like that deep of a filmmaker to me. Like I don't think well, you mo- have to peel back I mean, that it, far. Well, that's the thing. Like most of his movies, when you look at 
this list that I'm about to read off, it's it's there's there's not they're not that deep. I, I mean, a, I, yeah, don't get I me wrong. Feeling, I have a feeling it's I have a feeling that it's people like peeling away at the layers and then they just keep digging and kind of come up and with it, something. Yeah, and, and they come up with more interpretations and yeah. It, could, it definitely could be one of those things. So, Ryan, are you familiar with Paul Verhoeven? Are you aware of any of his other movies? Um, that it be a name, maybe. Okay. Well, let me let me drop let me drop some knowledge on you with Paul Verhoeven. Spetter, nineteen eighty. Spetter. Remember that one? No, he did RoboCop. Uh, he did Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Starship oh. Troopers. Wow. Yeah. Hollow Man, Kevin Bacon. Damn. Kevin Bacon, Hollow Man. <laughs> that was his second worst reviewed movie, by the way. But here, here's the thing. Hollow Man came out in 2000. So I was pretty young when that came out, and I loved it. I loved Hollow Man. I, I thought the effects... I remember thinking, yeah, exactly. I remember the effects, the effects were so fucking cool. They were so good back then. I have a feeling if I watched it now, I'd be like, oh, God, it looks so bad. But I actually it looked caught really it on good TV back then. A couple, like, not too long ago. It's probably like a couple months. It uh, it doesn't look good. Yeah, I'd, uh, I, I could good. totally. Because a, a lot of that effects work was CG. And it was like early CG. So, yeah, it probably looks bad. We're probably talking reboot levels on the CG of Hollow Man. <laughs> so what do you think about his filmography there? I, I take it you're a pretty big fan of a lot of those I listed, right? Yeah. I mean, I, but I'm, this, this guy, like, I don't know why I never know his name. I don't understand that. I mean, I like basic saying that's probably the first radar movie I ever saw. It was cool back then. The first radar movie I ever saw was Witness, I think. And I like RoboCop. I love RoboCop. Yeah, oh, that's a movie man. that holds up. Oh, man, I was fucking dumb. Oh. <laughs> but at the time when it first came out, yeah. we were like, Damn, yeah, yeah. effects are fucking awesome. At the time, so yeah. So, I think the problem with... So is Maze I just... He's not uh, like... He's not Michael, like Michael Bass. Everyone knows his name, or Steven Spielberg. You know, what I mean, like he's not—he's uh... not a household name. Yeah, I feel like he should be. He well, the the truth yeah. is, he he hasn't. There's not that many well-known movies that he's made. He he kind of takes his time with movies. You have directors like Spielberg that come out with a movie almost every year, and also Verhoeven's on the fringes. Like he he makes these kind of mainstream movies but I, I would not call them mainstream i, just, I, I wonder if, if it's a, a portion of why the name hasn't stuck with you ryan is maybe because you have difficulty remembering it or maybe pronouncing it that's why and it's you know it's kind of like yeah, a different name it. yeah so it didn't really stick for you like steven spielberg is pretty easy to remember plus yeah, yeah it's pretty big but uh, yeah, that, paul verhoeven probably just, just floats off Comes off the tongue and just floats away. Love Total Recall. Still love that to this day. Basic Instinct is good. I, I haven't watched that in years. I haven't watched a lot of these in a long time. Except for Robocop, which that was pretty recent. Yeah. And that was awesome. Love you, Robocop. Starship Troopers. I, it's a, that's another one. When I when I first saw Starship Troopers, 
I was so in love with that movie. Yeah, I was pretty loyal. I hate that now. You hate Starship Troopers? Yeah, but at the time, I was like, wow. Well, that's that's one where the effects have not hold up, held up at all. They they weren't even that good when it when that came out in 1997. The effects work in you Starship Troopers make, not great. Gigantic insects. See if they hold I, up. I don't. I don't think it really takes away from the Shit. movie. In fact, it almost adds to it at this point. The the kind of intentional well, camp that's, of the movie. That's, that's the one thing that I kind of like about you know when we were watching like the '80s horrors and stuff. Like when you see a lot of that stuff now. A different some fun and look how far we've come mm-hmm. this is wonderful yeah yeah and also a lot of cg type stuff looks the same now whereas i feel like back then everything and it's had also its own difficult uniqueness to, it's also difficult to know like what's it gonna because i remember when sega dreamcast came out i was like holy shit it looks like real people this is fucking yeah. incredible and yeah. now i look Soul at Calibre. sega <laughs> now i look at sega dreamcast and i'm just like are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I still like. Uh, I, I still think Starship Troopers is great, though. It's it's really difficult to kind of to, to to judge those things in the moment, unless they're bad. Then you just know that they're bad. That's one yeah. of those movies that I liked it when I was a kid, uh, but as I got older and I watched it, I didn't like it. So I just stopped trying to watch it so I could keep the good memories in my head. Mm. Did you did you like Starship Troopers, Kevin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good stuff. I haven't watched it in quite some time now. Just uh, this week they announced that there's a reboot that's being planned. For, for what? I don't think for, I don't, yeah, for Starship Troopers. I don't think Verhoeven has anything to do with it, though. Just fucking rebooting anything. Next thing you know, know, they're going to be fucking rebooting Spatters. <laughs> I hope spatters. they reboot, reboot. <laughs> reboot, reboot? That'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Kevin, have you seen any of his earlier stuff, Verhoeven? Spatters? Yeah, like like Spatters or Diary of a Hooker or Turkish Delight. I have not. No. I haven't seen any of his earlier stuff either. I probably should, since I am a pretty big fan of his work. He's a controversial director, too. With uh, Rucker Hauer. Which one? Rucker Hauer got us to start. Oh, yeah. And he's a very controversial director, too. When when RoboCop came out, that was a really controversial movie. It, I think, got an X rating when it first came out because of the that scene when Murphy gets all shot up and he gets his hand blown off and all that. Was, that movie was mm. so over-the-top violent. And then, of course, God. Basic Instinct, the... Uh, the the crotch scene, with Sharon oh, Stone. I, I don't even remember the classic why, vagina scene. Why did that happen? I why did that happen? On when she uh, was seducing him. Oh yeah, when she was being interviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. yep. Side note: uh, the Jan Jansen moniker was mm-hmm. only for the TV version. Of showgirls because okay. he did not approve of the edited version so the regular version it's under his name the edited tv version is jan jansen jan jansen i just I, wonder i'm just wondering how he came up with that name i just i i do like that as a name jan jansen yeah that's a fun name to say 
it yeah, it rolls off the tongue. You can, it does. you can play with that a lot. That's fun. All right, Ryan. Final thoughts? Um, Steven, mm. if you like Jesse Spano, say go save by the bell. That's it. Yeah, yeah that makes sense because that's the only thing she's in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's go ahead and give you a drum roll on this thing. What do you give Showgirls? I'm the other two. Mm. Two out of ten. Fuck all you people. It's good now. But it's a satire, oh, Ryan. Is it satire? Do you appreciate good satire? Uh, like just well do you even know? Satire? Do you even do you even know about satire? Uh, sometimes I appreciate. I think I think Showgirls is a good re- is a good example of why satire is not always a good thing because you you ha- you get in these gray areas like the canyons is another good example where you're just like is it satire or is it just bad and it, I don't think it helps too that if people throw that out there and then the director's like yes yeah uh huh uh-huh yeah <laughs> that's exactly, totally, what, totally, that's exactly totally. what i was going for guys the whole time finally, that guy figured it out someone finally fucking got it thank goodness i made it for him now what do you think of have you heard of his new movie coming out called l i'm not yeah i didn't i didn't think that this would be one on your radar let me let me read you the 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 synopsis for this one didn't you just tell me if you're interested a successful businesswoman gets caught up in a game of cat and mouse as she tracks down the unknown man who raped her. Now, it, what it doesn't say in here is that she's the owner of a video game company. Oh, uh, uh, that puts me in right there. Because it, it, before it sounded like he was just a drama queen. Like a man. <laughs> She's just a drama queen. No. Jesus Christ. Now I know she actually has a decent head on her shoulders and a good job. What? Oh. But I I don't even. I don't know where to even begin. I don't. Trying to dissect that. So before before he threw in the. The video game or whatever you thought that she was like a dramatic person like a drama queen but now knowing that she she runs a, a, a video game design team or whatever you want to call it company production company whatever she has a good head on her shoulders <laughs> like, i'm just trying to get around because like, the first, first run through the video game thing he said a successful businesswoman like is that not enough it's not enough, you, dude. Had to ask. They say successful businesswoman. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first the the first thing. A successful uh, businesswoman gets caught up in a game of cat and mouse. Uh, yeah, all right, that part I must have made attention. Okay. Uh, but so basically, yeah, yeah, I'm kind. Cool. Yeah, we we're recording this stuff out of order, but. By the time you hear this, Kevin and I will have already reviewed it on the regular podcast. Oh man, Whew. yeah, what an episode! Time traveling. It was. It was. A, it was a good one. It was. It was. It was something. It was oh. interesting. We talked about a lot of stuff. Mentioned some things from the movie. It was. Mm-hmm. It was something. 
Wait, yeah. is there any time traveling involved in the movie? Who knows? Might be. There might be. Uh, that, who knows? That, would, that would put me out. I can tell you this. You there are... That you wouldn't. Oh, yeah. You're not into time. He's not into time travel, remember? That's right. That's Does not right. like time travel. Uh, I can yeah. say no. There is There is no time travel. Oh, I just saw that, that movie is two hours and ten minutes, which should be a tip of the hat that I haven't watched it yet. Oh, <laughs> damn it! It's it's a long one, but uh, I, I would say at least for me, it did not it did not feel that long. Okay, I was pretty in, pretty fully invested in it. Not to give too much away about my thoughts. So, all right. So L is going to be in limited release coming up this week opens november 11th ryan any final thoughts on paul verhoven showgirls l closing remarks uh, what's your favorite which you oh, said that basic was, instinct yeah, that's gonna be my question my favorite what your favorite verhoven is it basic instinct uh either that or total recall two favorite jan jansen oh <laughs> I don't know what else he's done on TV. Uh, he's done the edited version of TV, and that is it. So out of those films, what's oh, your favorite Jan Jansen? I'd see that the edited version, Good and choice. I would probably be going to kill myself. Wow. So I'm going <laughs> A tie between the, the showgirls edited TV version and actual suicide. Yes, quite. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson, and hopefully we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you later.